From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hello, guys, and welcome to episode 44. Hey. How y'all doing? Are you good? Are you feeling happy? Are you going to make it to the end of the week? (laughs) (laughs) Have you liked the podcast? Have you subscribed? Have you you told a friend? Mm -hmm. Are you following on Twitter Mm -hmm. and following on Instagram? Have you checked out our YouTube? Have you? Have you? Questions, questions. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all right. Let's get started. In the news. Okay. Okay. In a recent case of moral policing in India, hmm. a park had forbidden unmarried couples. Uh, so okay, no. I thought you were going to. I'm just shocked. Yeah, un- unmarried couples entrance into a park. Ah. And uh, this was in the city of Hyderabad. And they put up a, actually a sign. Now, the reasoning behind this was that citizens had complained that couples were involved in indecent physical activity like cuddling. Now, the director of the Urban (laughs) Biodiversity Wing said that their cuddling, expressing love to each other in a physical way, is it not embarrassing? Now, I don't know since when cuddling was indecent physical activity. I don't know. Uh, Luckily enough, a good outcome of this was that there was so much outrage that the park actually had to remove the banners. Mm. And it just... Again, comes to the comes to the point. Why does leadership always think they can? They have the moral authority to tell people what to do. How is that anybody's business? If I and my partner, or I and my boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, are holding hands in the exactly. park, and the park is meant to be public space for exactly. everybody. So where do you stop? You start with unmarried couples. Then you say, oh, kids can't go there. Dogs can't go there. All sorts of things. I think it's just really, really bizarre. It is. Absolutely. I mean, if it's one thing if there is indecent exposure mm-hmm. or they're having intercourse in some corner mm-hmm. or something. To say that you can't come and cuddle your boo at the park, where can you then? That's where you're supposed to go for a romantic <laughs> evening, okay? You go there, look at nature, and be like, I you love know? you, I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, it's unconceivable how... It just places a sort of a um, a higher worth on marriage than anything exactly. else, which is not really right. You're assuming that everybody wants to get married, and therefore, if you are not married, and even just in a in a civil what's the, what's the word civil, civil union civil union, you can't get into the park. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense to me. People always having the moral authority to think they can tell people what to do, over there they can tell women what to do. Yep, yep. Because they can tell you what to do, whether you can get an abortion or not. It's absolutely preposterous. I've been debating whether to talk about that. I yeah, I also thought about sh- it. Maybe next episode or it's something. It just doesn't make sense. It makes me so mad, and I know it's a touchy subject for mm-hmm. people, but it's too much. We are too far into the future. Literally, it's 2021. There are movies that took place in 1990-something that show spacecrafts and stuff. Mm. We are in 2021, even though we never got the spacecraft. Still, <laughs> we are in the in the future. We can't be at this puritanical sort of 15th century thinking when it comes. It's 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 tiresome. I people, keep saying, and people need you need people need to leaders, especially. You need to ask yourself, what's the logic behind what you're saying? Thank what you. is what's the point? 
like she said, you can tell there's, there's certain things you cannot do. Although I have seen things in other countries, I've, I have been to a park where people were having sex and, mm. and, it, and, and it was, it was allowed. It's not forbidden. Mm. Depending on where you are, you can put in rules, but you cannot say that cuddling is indecent. Like how? Yep. So yes. are you saying that if the couple is married and they're cuddling, that's okay? So basically, what, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense. Please leave people alone. And if it's just over the top, of course you can't control, but cuddling shouldn't be uh, the end of the world and people should enjoy their lovers. Nor should the idea of marriage, as you yeah. said. And I think in the UK, I believe, if you're in a domestic partnership with somebody for six years, mm. then you have rights as though you were married, married to okay. some degree because right. they recognize that you can have your boo without getting married, married for yeah. many years and and that you're not just a boyfriend or a girlfriend Absolutely. at that point you've shared amounts of history and you cohabit and you share finance things like that so that should entitle you to the rights of a spouse Absolutely. to some degree Absolutely. so i mean just leave people alone. Basically. Thank you. Leave people alone. Let people enjoy life. Come on, we've got only one life. Why are you policing people ah, like this? If they're like hiding it. in some room too, that one too would be a problem. Eh? What are they doing in there? Let them it's, go to the damn park and get some fresh air. I know. Come so, on. <laughs> this is my news today. <laughs> annoying. Okay, well, my in the news is similarly annoying, unfortunately. And it's about the pink tax. And this time, the pink tax has reared its ugly head in Kenya in the form of Bolt's new uh, women-only ride option. Mm. So what is the pink tax? Let's start there. So the pink tax is a tendency for products marketed specifically towards women to be more expensive than Mm. identical products targeting men. And why it's called the pink tax is a tongue-in-cheek reference to the fact that a lot of the products targeted towards women are often oh, pink or purple or some perceived girly color like that. Now, this is a very real, very problematic phenomenon. Uh, a 2015 consumer report from the New York Department of Consumer Affairs um, studied, I think, about 350 consumer products and found that on average, women pay 13% more for the same products targeted specifically towards them as ones that are neutral or targeted towards men. And this amounts to $1,300 a year mm. in extra cost. Now, some of the, but some products are even more expensive than that. For example, shampoo and conditioner that are targeted towards women are um, often almost 50% more expensive than the same products that are uh, men's versions or non-gendered in the, with the same ingredients, same quantity, same everything. Women are suffering. Okay. Ah! Everywhere. Like, hey! We don't have it easy. <laughs> it's, we're suffering. My sister. We're suffering. <laughs> we're suffering. <laughs> oh, so, God. back to Kenya and Bolt. So, Bolt, which is a rideshare service, we have it here as well, um, recently rolled out a women's only service that allows women riders to request female drivers. So great, right? You would think. And this service, um, they stated, is an attempt to address the rising cases of harassment and violence towards women on public transportation. Mm -hmm. So the initial favorable response to it turned to ire when it was discovered that the women's only ride option was always the most expensive option um, across the same distance in the same type of vehicle when compared to the other um, ride options available on the app. Mm. So, of course, the women were angry, right? Right. And exactly. And one Twitter user summed it up perfectly and said that Bolt 
In charging more in the name of women's safety is monetizing women's fear. Yeah. Um, and a fear which in part only exists, exists due to the fact that Bolt has failed to properly vet their drivers. There you go. And adequately ensure rider safety in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you hire perverts who keep harassing women when they're riding. And you're like, okay, we got you. We're going to give you this safer option mm. women to women only you'd be more comfortable but except we're, gonna we're going to get our money back by charging you more for it i mean it is so unfair and so Stupid. ridiculous and um i hope they resolve it soon because i actually like the idea it's kind of a tragedy that we need this at all mm, that you yeah. cannot even sit in an uber or a boat or a taxi and feel safe you're literally agitated and on edge until you get home this is the reality yeah. you know and recently for, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry and recently i've seen quite a number of people complaining about this boat driver or this uber driver tried to take me another down another path exactly so wouldn't let, there was one in nigeria wouldn't let her out of the car he had central locked the car and all the or at the very least they call you afterwards hi yeah this is the uber driver from the other day that's happened of, to me before and they morning. know where you live it's sometimes because they drop you off at your damn house so they know where you live now they know your number they may know your name from the mm-hmm. app and then they start stalking you or harassing you i mean it's terrible. what is all this what is all this i don't know what it's gonna take though i really nobody ca- if you don't if you don't care enough you're not going to do anything about it you 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 would you would want to give a damn to actually think this is a problem if you don't think it's a problem this is what happens pink tax more and more, certainly money, not money, exactly money. making cynical options that you really just trying to make more money out of so stupid so that's my in the news this week Okay, so now we're on to then some beautiful songs for today. The first song I have is called Miss Shiny, and it's a single from a from an artist called Kate or Kate. I'm I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but she's a 23 year old singer from Melbourne. She was born in Papua New Guinea, and she's won the Aria Music Awards for Best Soul and R&B. Oh, good now that's the Australian some Australian awards, and. Um, she won, yeah, she won the award for this particular song, Miss Shiny. And she says the song is about writer's block and self-doubt. And we've all been there before. We've got sure have. our moments. And the song has got a really nice old-school vibe. And she's definitely making a story of that. Awesome. Beautiful song, Miss Shiny, from the artist Kait. The second song that I have for you is a song which has become one of my favorites, one of my mom's favorites as well. And it's called Country Hot by Ifriye Wuta. Hey. Now, when there was the fix count, fix the country demonstration, this song also came out. So this became sort of an anthem for the mm. song. And the song basically talks about how uh, the country Ghana is hot. Basically, things aren't working: corruption, floods, uh, all sorts of things, education, and um, basically a, a job at the at the, gov- at the leadership not to, not being able to do the things they are supposed to do. Now, I didn't know that Ifriye Wuta is actually one half of the group. Oh, Wuta. Yeah, okay, I didn't, I didn't okay, know okay, that. Okay, right. So, and if you remember, they brought us that fantastic Bonya song. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked That's it. That's probably it was a, coming back yeah, soon yeah. <laughs> as we head into December. And so if you haven't listened to this song as a Ghanaian, wherever you are, you should listen to it. It's really good. It's really catchy. And that's my second song. So we've got two songs there, Miss Shiny from Kite and Country Hot by Ifri Yehuta. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> okay, so I have three songs this week. 
Uh, the first song is called Louis Bag and it's by an artist called Yeba and mm. it features uh, the rapper Samino. So Yeba is a childhood nickname mm. of singer-songwriter Abby Smith. So Yeba is just Abby backwards. Oh. Uh, she's 26 years old. She's originally from Arkansas. And she was raised in a musical church background because she sang in church where her father was a preacher and also um, played piano. So she went viral from a 2016 performance at SoFar, which is a club, and they post their live shows to YouTube. So it's kind of similar to... Uh, uh, you know, an eight colors or a tiny desk in the sense that you get to discover new artists. And that um, that performance has like 16 million views or something like that. And it's just, it's um, it actually gives me chills. It's so good. And, um, and the song she was singing was called My Mind and it was about how how she was in a relationship with somebody but it was clear that he was falling out of love with her and falling in love with somebody else and she could tell and so yeah um and she later revealed that ed sheeran reached out to her after having watched the video because he told her that he was so moved that he cried and so he's like i need to find this girl um so her having gone viral from that video led to a couple of collaborations she ended up featuring on ed sheeran's album number six collaborations um she also caught the attention of chance the rapper so she sings background vocals on his song same drugs if you know uh, the album acid and also the producer Mark Ronson, who I've talked about mm, quite a bit. Yeah. I talk about him all the time. He's like my favorite producer. Produced with Amy Winehouse. That's how I discovered him amongst many, 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 many others. And um, he is now basically her main collaborator. Um, and so, um, but she also revealed that it wasn't all good news after that because three weeks after that performance, her mother took her life. Um, and that has influenced her music going forward and some of the songs she sings uh, sort of reference the dark time and the pain and things so on and so forth. Um, she received her first Grammy nomination in 2019 for a song that she did with PJ Morton, who we talked about before we both love him. And she's currently working on her debut album, which comes out this year. She was supposed to be in September. And uh, Louis Bag is a single on there, and uh, she, it features Semino. So he's a rapper from uh, St. Louis, I believe, who is known for sort of a soulful approach to rap. And it's just, it's a really good song. Mm -hmm. What else can mm -hmm. I say? And her vocals are amazing. I really, really, like, the girl sings, okay? I've heard about her before, but I don't know where. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know whether I've heard a song So I or... featured a song with Mark Ronson. Mm -hmm. it's, it was called Don't Leave Me Lonely, and I said that was one of my favorite okay, songs. So okay. that was last season, right, so I don't know, maybe there, maybe, maybe there, elsewhere. Okay. So, yeah, that's the first song, Louis Bag by Yeba. The second one is called Shima by That Boy Miles. <laughs> so that boy Miles, real name is Olawale Ogunleye Michael, and he's a singer songwriter from Lagos, Nigeria. Now, I, there's not too much information about him at the same time at, at this moment because he's that new. But what I discovered is that he released his debut EP called Milestone in May 2021, and Shima is the third single of that EP, and it's really great. So if you like Fireboy DML, who I I'm obsessed with or you like Joe Boy, something like that, then that boy Miles has a similar vibe to those artists where she has a tempo, beautiful vocals, about singing about love. His whole EP is apparently um, themed around 
um, his relationship to one person, like all the ups and downs of, you know, being in love and out of love and falling in love and all that kind of stuff. So it's a really lovely listen. So check it out. Shima by That Boy Miles. And my third song is called Water in a Flame and is by Daniel Merriweather and it features Adele. Now, Daniel Merriweather is also Australian. We already had mm. one um, Australian artist today. Uh, he's an R&B singer-songwriter. He's currently based in London, but he's originally from Melbourne. And he started his musical journey early. He played violin from the time he was four, and then he started playing piano at 13. However, he had a troubled childhood and ended up with an assault charge and dropping out of high school at 17. So he started playing uh, in nightclubs um, in and around Melbourne and then ended up relocating to New York to work on his career. And then in the mid in the early 2000s, he moved to London where he linked up again with Mark Ronson. Nice. Mark Ronson has been around, he's everywhere. <laughs> Um, so, his, so Mark Ronson produced his debut album. Actually, before that, he first appeared on Mark Ronson's album, which is how I found out about him, um, on a song called Stop Me, which is which I really like. Um, and then his own debut album came out in 2009, um, and it did really well. And one of the singles on that album is this song featuring Adele called Water and a Flame and it is stunning. You already know Adele don't miss and Daniel Merriweather is just one of those white boys that can sing, you know, so very soulful, very passionate, very beautiful melodies. They sound amazing together. Also, fun fact, his long-term uh, wifey slash baby mama's name is Colleen Mensa and she's Ghanaian. So okay. <laughs> shout outs to you for understanding the assignment there. You know, getting yourself a Ghanaian queen. For that alone, I ride with you, Daniel. So those are my three songs this week. Louis Bag by Yeba featuring Smino. Uh, Shima by That Boy Miles. And Water in a Flame by Daniel Merriweather featuring Adele. Beautiful. All right. Okay, then. So before we continue on with the show, I just wanted to let you know about a wonderful opportunity that we have for our listeners, thanks to our partners at SendWave. So SendWave is an app that allows you to quickly and conveniently send money from the US, the UK, and parts of EU to Ghana and also other African countries. It's completely free to use and very secure, and I know this because I have received money through SendWave myself. With SendWave, you can send mobile money to networks as well as directly to bank accounts and still at no cost. Just search for SendWave in the Google Play Store or the App Store, and when you see a penguin waving, you know you're on the right track. Once you download it, it takes only five minutes to set up and start sending. No matter how much or little you send, it's always free. Sounds great, right? Well, it gets even better. For the month of October, when you use our promo code to PESWAS, you'll get either $10, 10 pounds, or 10 euros, depending on your location, towards your first transfer. And who doesn't like free money? All the information you need will be in the description box, as well as a link to a video of us walking you through the setup process. And now back to the show. And with that, straight into what the F. Now in South Africa, something really terrible happened. Has happened to a seven-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so a relative of the boy whipped him with a material made of um, the hide of a rhino or the hide of a hippo. What did this boy allegedly do? The relative thought that the boy had killed a puppy. 
And so he thought the right thing was to, right thing to do was to flog him. He of course didn't stop there. He made the boy eat the puppy's flesh. Oh my god! Yeah, disgusting, absolutely unexplainable. But then luckily a neighbor saw what was happening and then took the child to a child center. Now it will it will turn out that the child had been living with a relative after his mom passed away. So this wasn't <sighs> actually new. And then this story of abuse is not peculiar to South Africa. You have this mm-hmm, all the time. Mm-hmm. House helps or relatives staying with their uncles or aunties right, or whatever get right. really, really terribly They're abused. Treated. Yeah. And and we hear this too often. It's actually really, really appalling and needs to stop. You cannot imagine a seven-year-old boy eating the flesh of a puppy he's supposed to have killed. People are just evil. People are just evil. But then knowing the way things work, that he's probably going to get away with it. It's going to be a Oh, I'm sorry. Apologize to the boy, and then right, that's going to right. be it. Especially yeah. if the boy lives with a with a family, where is he going to go? Right, because his own parents are not around, so he's at the mercy of these people. And even if you feel like, okay, this seven year old killed, him, he's seven, so you know you can't proclaim that he's a sociopath or something. Mm. Maybe it was an accident. Mm. Maybe it's curiosity. Kids at that age just kind of want to know what's going, what will happen if, certain, if they do. Yeah, they stick forks into the socket and stuff like that, right? So it was a perfect opportunity to to talk to him that you killing is bad or you know hurting animals is bad or something. You don't whip him to an inch of his life or whatever and have him eat the, yeah. eat the dog like. And the fact that even that he didn't even see the guy, he didn't see the boy. Doing he it, just right. assumed that he just assumed that the guy, the, the boy had killed the puppy. And so there you go. And this is this too often. There'll be people defending this saying that, oh, the, the uncle or the relative is, is disciplining. disciplining. That's not discipline. Exactly. That's abuse. That's abuse. Exactly. And we need to um, distinguish between the two, especially let's, let's keep it real in our part of the world where we still believe in corporal punishment, the whole spare, the rod, and spoil the child thing Mm. we have to understand that the boundaries exist and are real and in fact most people think that corporal punishment is introducing some type of trauma and it's not really it's counterproductive and that you can get the same results with just words you know um but at the very least let your let the punishment fit the crime as it were you know why can't you just kneel down in a corner like we all you know the face the wall something yeah you know something that's something exactly you know and um apparently the thing used to flog the boy is called a shambok and it's quite actually quite common in south africa apparently it's used to ward off snakes and dogs oh i see so you can imagine can you imagine that thing used to to flog a a child a child a small child let's do better if 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 you're listening and you're the kind of person who quickly wants to get a cane or a stone or whatever think about it it's not and, right. and your thought should not be well i was beaten and exactly look at so me. you too you have to be what uh, the kind fact of mentality that you're is that? beating your own child probably demonstrate that you know your own upbringing wasn't mm, as ideal it didn't turn out to to well did it thought, did right. it so so that's my what the uh, really okay. really sad story yes. shouldn't have had happened but yeah there you go well thankfully <laughs> i can bring some levity for once <laughs> oh, with goodness. my what the f <laughs> Um, so my what the F this week takes place in Japan where, um, a legend over there was trying to win F boy of the year and (laughs) almost succeeded. (laughs) So Takashi Miyagawa was arrested by Osaka police accused of fraud and dating under false premises and defrauding. Well, so by defrauding 
35 different women. So this king was apparently dating <laughs> all 35 women at the same time. And he told each of them that his birthday was on a different day so that he could get <laughs> 35 different <laughs> presents on different days. Iconic, right? So Takashi is 39 and he apparently met his victims when he was selling products for an MLM company. So that's oh. a multi-level. So I'm like, you see, oh, you see why people... The fraud started early. Thank you. Why MLMs are sketchy. Look at the kind of people they employ. So he was selling, I think, some kind of ergonomic or some shower head that apparently filters the water or something like that. <laughs> anyway, so he started relationships with all these women and they said that he, pro- you know, he made it clear that he was serious and he was uh, dating them on basically a track towards marriage and it wasn't just casual dating and so on and so forth. I hate people like that. I really hope they suffer in life. I really, I really don't like people who are so, who lie so much. So, so much fraud. Like, what what kind of a person do you have to be that you need feel the need to lie like hmm. that? I hate it. I really do. So, the articles didn't actually specify how the women found out about each other. Hmm. But they eventually did. Hmm. And, oh, at least found 35 of them. Because <laughs> for all you know, there are more. There are more, yeah. And they formed a victims association. And this was a text right. as it was written. They, <laughs> they called themselves a victims association mm-hmm. and went as an association to report him to the police. So he's been arrested Perfect. and he's probably either going to serve time or have to pay back some amount, equivalent value. So Takashi, let me tell you where you messed up at. <laughs> you tried that ish in the wrong country. You have many, 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 many brethren right here. Accra, <laughs> Listen. Lagos, and uh, Abuja and stuff mm-hmm. like that. If you had tried that here, it would have been no a no-brainer. There's some guy running around on Design Flex or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about him? No, no. He's a blogger and he's apparently got two women pregnant at the same time. And they're both supposedly fiancés and he's deciding which of them he should marry. And that's like the thing. And they're... and. Everybody is approaching it as some kind of joke, like, oh, you know, he's a Jack the Lad, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. It's so funny. You know? And the the same people that will be coming to do morality gymnastics, if you you let them see a short skirt or Mm. they hear that some gays have kissed somewhere, not that they've seen it, all. They come and start mm. praying. We must pray for the sanctity mm. of uh, okay. Ghanaian family unit. Thank you. Here is somebody Mm. running around with two women pregnant, meaning he don't use no protection nowhere. And one of them is going to eventually, obviously, raise her child alone or whatever. And that's just, that's just great. But anyway. So, yeah, Takashi, you should have moved out this way if you knew that's how you wanted to live your life. And it would have been fine. Oh, boy. Uh, But, yeah, so that's my what the F this week. Can we, can we, why, why? Why are guys like this? Now, okay, fine. Some of y'all are going to be like, not women, something Look, we know it's not all of in my experience. Majority, thank you. It's not equal. It's, it's don't no. make false equivalences uh-uh, here. Uh-uh. It's something like ninety percent to ten percent or something. <laughs> Every time on the weekend, some woman is weeping, watching her boyfriend uh, wedding married. pictures on Instagram when he was at her house the night before. Now, I don't know how many guys can say that they were laying next to their girlfriend. She's like, oh, you are coming this weekend. And he saw her online in her wedding Mm. dress. Really? No, I don't think so. 
Anyway, moving on. Yeah, I hate this so much. Anyway, so my two questions today, we're talking about intuition. Intuition or hocus pocus? Now, if the last couple of years have taught me anything, it's that I should trust my intuition. I was talking about the gut, trusting your gut, gut and yeah, that scorpion yeah, and frog thing yeah, last Yeah, so week. I was just saying, oh, you know what, this, 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 this is what I'm going to talk about. And I know for some people, intuition might seem like, oh, it's just, you know, a little hocus pocus is a figment of your imagination and all that. But I feel that intuition helps us to respond to situations and adapt better overall. So what is intuition? Intuition basically is arriving at knowledge without relying on reason or inference or a powerful inner knowing. You know how sometimes you just get this very some mm-hmm. this, this something telling you that oh, you know what this is not right and not just even with personal relationships it, it can apply to a job mm-hmm. you've got all the data all the information that you need to make a decision but something tells you that you know what let me go the other route because this is this is, doesn't just seem doesn't right. Feel right exactly sometimes intuition is also the mind going through past experiences and knowledge and events like really, really quickly, mm. which then lead us, lead us on to hunt you. So we have experienced certain things before. And so you know that this thing, it's, it's, not, it's not a conscious thing. So it mm. happens in the back of your mind. So it's not conscious. So then you feel like, okay, this thing doesn't seem to be, seem to be right. And this sort of information processing is also seen in a phenomenon known as highway high, Hypnosis, hypnosis, hypnosis. I like my pronunciation. Hypnosis. Hypnosis. Sorry, <laughs> pronouncing this. Highway hypnosis. So it's got got to do with the driver, a driver traveling a long distances, but then he's he's not necessarily conscious about the fact that he's driving. So that that's what it's called. Now, personally, like I said, I've had way too many experiences to simply say intuition is is a fad or it's just mm-hmm. something. And every time that I have not trusted my intuition, it has caused me just unnecessary hmm. headaches and I hate it. And I should have known that Eddie, trust your intuitions. Something this thing, told me. Something, yeah, something told like, me. And I, no. and you like to give situations of people of the, but, of the dark. Like, you know what? This one, no, he's not like, this person is absolutely not like that. There's absolutely no reason why. The, and then, oh, you are. Mm. There you have there it. it. There is it. There is it. Black and white, you know. <laughs> and, um, while we like to believe that we are logical, we're logical beings, you know, you're talking about rational, but we, we, we really are not, right? And even though intuition is by no means logical, and might not even be accurate all the time, it pays to listen to your intuition, right? So the question I have for you today is, do you trust your intuition? Mm. Has your intuition led, led disappointed you? Or how often has your intuition led you to a place where you thought, you know what, I need to trust my intuition a bit more because most of the time it's actually spot on. Mm. doesn't necessarily mean your intuition is always going to be right. But if you've had experiences where uh, disregarding your intuition has led you down a black hole of, of confusion, mm. then maybe you need to start listening to your intuition. Yeah, yeah that's that. I love <laughs> it. That, yeah, I really love it. <laughs> I happen to think I'm very intuitive. Me too. I am. am. Like, I just know. And it's hard to explain. Because on the other hand, I'm an extremely logical, rational Mm, type person. mm, mm. But sometimes I'm like, I just know. Just trust me on this. Mm. Like, it's not, you know. And what I hate the most is that you being intuitive about something 
And then let's say the person on the other hand is totally making you feel like, you know, but you're absolutely, no, that's, yes, absolute, yes, because no, you can you like, no, give them 10 of, facts why. Exactly. But I'm just like, I'm just telling you. You know, just, you and know. then later there it is. Mm. Oh, you are. Mm. There you have it, mm. you know. So trust your intuition. It will really save a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> um, So my two passwords this week is... um. Somewhat close to my heart because I, so I was originally going to title it, um, dealing with depression, mm. but I decided to spin it to a more positive angle and, um, make it about how to define and enhance our well being because identifying that you're depressed is not that hard these days. Mm. Like, you know, you sometimes, well, actually, it could be some people don't realize they're yeah, depressed, yeah. but I thought we would talk about how to know if you're, uh, well-being is in the right place. So a lack of well-being obviously is depression. So we amount to the same thing, just uh, viewed from the opposite angle. Mm. And um, we're going to um, use the PERMA model to define and enhance well-being. So what is the PERMA model? So the PERMA model or PERMA theory was developed by Dr. Martin Seligman, who is a pioneer in the field of positive psychology. Uh, so positive psychology is a scientific study of the factors that enable individuals and communities to flourish. And by flourishing means basically to be happy or to feel a sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he, his, his research led him to propose five essential factors necessary for happiness and well-being. And PERMA is an acronym of those five factors, which are positive emotions engagement relationships meaning and achievement so i want to break those down a little bit this week so the first uh, factor necessary for well-being is positive emotion Um, a lack of positive emotion obviously can lead to depression Uh, positive emotions are joy love compassion hope so on and so forth now in the present in the present term you can feel, you can derive positive emotions from two main ways. Mm-hmm. Now you can d- derive positive emotions from uh, satisfying physical needs. So that they call pleasure in mm-hmm. this particular instance. And so pleasure, you can get it from, uh, again, when you state your physical needs, such as hunger, thirst, sleep, mm-hmm. sex, even. Mm-hmm. So you can get pleasure from a good meal. You can get pleasure from even a good night's sleep. So you can derive positive emotion from those things. But you can also, in the present term, uh, derive positive emotion from being stimulated creatively and intellectually. Mm -hmm. So from pursuing your hobbies, Mm -hmm. um, from engaging in things you love, and even having a good quality conversation with somebody you care about can um, stimulate or give you the positive emotions. What I thought was interesting and promising is that you can also cultivate um, positive emotions from events that happened in the past already by recontextualizing them. Um, And so he gave the example of framing past experiences um, through a lens of gratitude and also forgiveness. So let's say something that happened in your past was traumatizing or upsetting the only way to derive positive emotion out of it is to reframe it as, let's say, every experience as a teacher, mm. um, even though this was bad, something worse could have happened. Okay. So I should be grateful at least that I made it through, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. 
you know, this person did me wrong and you're carrying this burden around of bitterness or mm. anger, if you forgive them, you can then let go of those emotions or convert them into, into positive, positive emotions. Yeah. Yeah. You can also um, have positive emotions towards events that have not yet happened. So positive emotions for the future. And for that, he encourages you to cultivate an attitude of hopefulness and optimism. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking in the future, like me, I'm very pessimistic, I admit. <laughs> instead of saying, oh my God, everything is crap, everything is going to be bad, <laughs> December is going to suck, Ew. you can approach it and saying, you never know, a great thing might happen. happen. You know, I might win the lottery, <laughs> whatever it is, right? <laughs> so that's the first one, positive emotions. These are all necessary for well-being. I think we know this one is a, pretty much mm -hmm. a no-brainer. The second one is called engagement. Um, so it's also described as being in the zone or being one with the music or being in the flow. Now, I don't know how many of you watched the movie Soul, the Disney Pixar movie Soul. I haven't seen it. But mm -hmm. one of the things that they talk about, it's a very poignant movie, actually. Mm -hmm. Check it out if you haven't is this guy is a music teacher and he loves jazz and he talks about every time he plays mm. jazz piano he's literally transported mm. to a different place so mm. that feeling of mm. being swept away um and he you know uh, dr seligman describes it as you know you you're lost in time mm. like time stops mm. in those moments um and so he describes engagement as uh you know, where a challenge presents itself and your particular strengths or skill sets align perfectly, enabling you to fully engage with that challenge or activity. Right. And that gives you a very, very, very strong sense of gratification. So you can get this from, I get this from listening to music. Music, like I was going I'm to mention the music. Yes. And utterly swept away in it. I don't know where I am. I don't know when mm. it is. And you're just in the moment, right? Um, you can get that from spending time in nature, going mm. to the beach. I love water, so mm. put yeah, me by the ocean, water, yeah, water. just watching <laughs> the waves come in and out. I'm, I'm in the zone already. And again, spending time with loved ones, quality conversations, things like that. You talk to someone and you're like, oh my God, mm. we've been talking for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what engagement is. And, this is. and having those experiences also are critical to your well-being. The third one, relationships. Again, a no-brainer. Quality relationships contribute to your well-being for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, these connections provide you joy, laughter, a sense of belonging, a sense of love, even a sense of purpose, and are critical to surviving dark or down times, such as the one we find ourselves in. Um, so your social environment is critical to preventing cognitive decline. Um, so if you find that your relationships are suffering or are degrading, reach out, mm -hmm. find, reconnect with your old friends mm -hmm. that you haven't talked to in a while. If you don't have any friends at all, join a club if you can. Make new ones. Make, yeah, make new ones. Join a class, some cooking class, something like that, where you engage with other people. If you know a lot of people, but they're not close, you're not close to them, you have a lot of acquaintances. Try and get to know them better. Ask them questions. Try and cultivate a deeper friendship with them mm. so that you're fulfilled in your relationships. Okay, number four is meaning. Mm. So meaning is a sense of gratification you derive from a sense of belonging to and serving something bigger than oneself. 
Now, of course, for a lot of people, the first thing that will come to mind is religion. You know, some people derive their sense of meaning and purpose from their faith in God, but it doesn't necessarily always have to be that. You can get that from your family, a sense Mm -hmm. of purpose. Why am I here? Because my kids need me or, Mm -hmm. you know, to be the best mother I can be, best father, something like that. It can also be from your volunteer work if you belong or if you have some social causes that you're very passionate about, maybe it's environmental, um, you know, trying to save the world, trying to save the whales, whatever it is, it could, that can give you meaning. Community engagement, volunteering, all those things can give you a sense of meaning. And it's critical to have that to feel um, a sense of total well-being. Right. So the last one is accomplishment. Now, this one is a bit, is unique in the sense that, um, even though you receive gratification from it, it's not always positive. Right. So let me explain. So um, accomplishment, again, is a gratification derived from the pursuit of success, of achievement, or mastery in a certain domain. So this could be, again, here too, you think of maybe professional achievements. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's athletics or sports um, or whatever domain in which you have interests and you you know reach a certain height. Now, how it's distinct from the others is that those building blocks tend to be interlinked and overlapping Mm. in the sense that, for example, having a good conversation can fulfill your relationships. It can give you a sense of meaning. It can also be provide engagement. You get positive emotions. Like one thing can apply to all five Mm. building blocks. But Mm. here in accomplishment... Um, you can actually um, get gratification from accomplishment without any other benefits from the other um, from the other factors. So let me give you an example. Let's say you work in a high pressure corporate environment, or mm-hmm. like you know maybe banking, finance, something like that, where for example you get up very early, you're in the office all day mm-hmm. long. You sometimes you work on the weekends, right? So what you're actually doing is sabotaging the positive emotions you get from pleasure. Mm. Remember, that was satisfying physical needs. So you're not sleeping enough. Maybe you're not eating enough because you're always on the go. Mm. So all those things are being um, detracted from. Your relationships are suffering because you don't have the time to cultivate them. You know, you don't have time to talk to your friends, so on and so forth. You're not engaged in anything really because you're not pursuing things that will Mm. give you that sense of being in the zone. And you can't really say that, you know, finance gives you a sense of meaning either, right? (laughs) But you do all this and you maybe you do get that big promotion and now you have the huge corner office and they pay you a million dollars a year. Mm. So yes, you can actually get gratification from that. But the danger is to not realize that your well-being is actually being damaged right. because you have this one huge source of gratification, hmm. but everything Think else. else is not so you'll mean. find that, and it happens a lot. People are on paper, successful. You have everything you want. You have everything you've ever needed, but you're deeply unhappy Happy, or yes, depressed yes, yes. or stressed out. And that's when you, I guess, overemphasize the achievement hmm. uh, factor right. at the detriment at the of the all the others. other factors. That makes sense. So... Yeah. That's it in brief. Um, And just to go over, 
what benefits do you derive from a sense of well-being? Obviously, you're happy, mm-hmm. you know, but also you live longer. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Your immune system is actually better. Yes. You sleep, you have less, fewer sleep problems and so on and so forth. So for all of us, um, you know, usually we always say that, you know, uh, my mental health is important. But uh, some people do not know how to approach assessing their mental mm, health in the first mm, place. Like, mm. okay, what's missing? What do I need to do? And so on and so forth. So these are five factors you can look at. You can literally assess yourself. Which of these things do I need to work mm-hmm. on? Yeah, like and um, maybe you can get your place. You can get yourself in a place where your well-being is much better than it is now. Oh, I love it. All right. And it's really, really helpful to so many people probably as well. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Then we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.